The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory to you. John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I've baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. So, I heard a podcast this week that pointed something out about this Acts passage that I had never thought about before points out the fact that this group of disciples that Paul encounters in Ephesus had been for 25 years or so operating as disciples only according to John's baptism. These would have been faithful Jews who would have traveled to Jerusalem for some feast, would have heard about this wild man, John, out baptizing in the wilderness. They would have gone to check out what was happening, and they would have been baptized in a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of their sins. And so, when Paul says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you came believers? They said, the Holy what? I don't know what you're talking about. Paul says, well, guess what? John's baptism, as important, as necessary as it was, that was just the first step. There is more. So what we understand from this is that repentance is not enough. Repentance is a necessary first step. But when we are baptized, we move from repentance to receiving. We not only receive forgiveness, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's embedded in our baptismal liturgy. If you look in your prayer book, starting on page 302, you find that there's a series of questions that are proposed to the candidate, or if the candidate is a baby, the godparents, The very first three are all about repentance, turning away. Do you renounce Satan and all the spiritual forces of wickedness that rebel against God? Do you renounce the evil powers of this world which corrupt and destroy the creatures of God? Do you renounce all sinful desires that draw you from the love of God? And the answer to all those is 
I renounce them. We renounce the world, the flesh, and the devil and all that they would do to draw us away from the love and service of the one true God. But then there are three more questions. Do you turn to Jesus Christ and accept Him as your Savior? Do you put your whole trust in His grace and love? Do you promise to follow and obey Him as your Lord? And the answer to all of these is, I do. The disciples Paul encountered in Ephesus had, in a very real sense, answered the first three of those questions. I renounce them. But they had not yet said I do to the next three. That's why in our baptismal covenant, after we affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, which probably comes from uh, an ancient baptismal affirmation, we have five more questions to answer that have to do not with renunciation, not with repentance, but with moving forward in the new life we have in Christ, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and the prayers? Will you persevere in resisting evil? And whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? And will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? Our answer to all of those questions is, I will with God's help. There's an affirmation on our part as followers of Christ where we are saying, yes, I will. And we are also affirming that we need His help. The help that the Spirit Himself gives us as He indwells us and transforms us into the image of our Lord Christ. It is impossible for us to do any of these things by our own efforts. I mean, I suppose if you just were a real creature of habit or especially stubborn, you could make sure you continued going to church, continuing the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in the prayers, but, but you can't really worship. You can't really hear the Word of God. You can't really pray. You can't really receive the body and blood by your own efforts. These are things that the Spirit enables you to do rightly. And that is why we pray for that. That's why we pray in the, prayer for the prayers for the candidates after the baptismal covenant. On behalf of the whole church, the person who is leading the prayers says, fill them with your holy and life-giving Spirit. So in a very 
tumultuous week. In a week where we have seen things that I think most of us never believed we would ever see. I think it's important for us, even as we recognize that repentance is not enough, that what we are called to is to live into our baptism, we also have to recognize that repentance is a necessary step. We can't move on to the new life in Christ until we have renounced the old one. And in our covenant, we recognize that resisting evil is something we need to persevere in whenever we fall into sin. And we do. By God's grace, we repent and return to the Lord. But as citizens of this country, when we experience something like we saw on Wednesday, just as when you see anything happen in your own life that is especially calamitous, brings about an especially horrible result, you say, what is it that led to this? Is there anything that I'm responsible for? I think all of us as citizens need to ask of ourselves, are there ways in which we contributed to what happened on Wednesday in our nation's capital? The answer may be no. But I think each of us needs to ask Are there things that we did or failed to do that contributed to the environment in which what happened Wednesday was able to happen? Is it possible that there are ways that we failed to persevere in resisting evil? Have we in any way failed to proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? Have we pointed to something or someone else as a means of salvation? Are there some persons in whom we have failed to seek and serve Christ? Some neighbors that we have failed to love as ourselves? perhaps people who belong to other political parties, people who voted a different way from how we did, who fly different flags in front of their churches and homes, people of other races, people who have different citizenship status from our own. Are there any people that we have failed to seek and serve Christ? Are there any people we have failed to love as ourselves? Have we strived for justice? Or have we sometimes been guilty of striving for injustice? Have we sought peace among all people? Or have we fomented division? 
and hatred, mistrust, animosity? Are there some human beings whose dignity we have failed to respect? When I ask myself these questions, even if the answers only have to do with thoughts that have run through my head, I don't like all of the answers that I get. That's why I'm so grateful that just as repentance is not enough, it's also not the end of the story. In the old prayer book, after the confession and the absolution, the minister says, Hear now what comfortable words our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Of course, now we think about comfortable as the kind of chair you would sit in, but comfortable here means what comforting words. And these are the comfortable words that our Lord Jesus Christ saith to us. Hear the word of God to all who truly turn to Him, all who repent, who receive His grace, who turn to Him anew as His disciples. Hear the word of God to all who truly turn to Him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to the end that all that believe in Him should not perish but have eternal life. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He is the perfect offering for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Thanks be to God. Amen.